Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Out of Bounds podcast brought to you by Anchor FM. Tonight, special edition, NFL draft edition. We're going to go over everybody's um, everybody's favorite team draft needs, um, where we think they should draft, and if they should trade out or not. Basically, everything draft-wise. I got... Jim with me tonight. I got Junie. I got KG. We got a full slate. So we'll be talking still and still as the night with uh, Junie and Jim. Kevin's going HTTR on me, held to the Redskins. He's going to go over what he thinks they should draft and what the needs are. And I'll be talking about the Bucs. So without further ado, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? All right. All right. What's good? What's good? Feeling wonderful, feeling fine. Hey man, I think since we outnumbered tonight, I'm gonna go ahead and let the the Steeler Nation jump in with Big Jim and Junie. Um, Steelers hold the the 28th pick in the draft. Um, give you a little, of course, a little little snippet on the Steelers. Of course, they lost Ryan Shazier, and um, don't really know what, what's going to go on with him and his injury. But as the NFL being the business that it is, you have to move on and you have to go about replacing. Those are some big shoes to fill. Um, so from from your perspective, Jim, Junie, what are y'all top needs as far as the Steelers go? What are y'all looking for them to draft? Later in the first round. Take it, take take over, Jim. All right. Well, look, yeah, you're right. It's some big shoes to fill with Ryan Jazier. And fortunately, the Steelers was able to pick up the fifth year option on Bud Dupree, so that that takes out the out need an outside linebacker early. So my choice is uh, what I hope the Steelers do is go inside linebacker first. Or safety, it, it, it we it's crucial that we pick up a, a great inside linebacker just to fill that boy until Ryan Shazier gets back, and then you can have a nice dual tandem with Shazier and whoever else. I know a lot of people are probably saying uh, Rashad Evans from Alabama if he can make it that far, and if they can't get an inside linebacker, they have to go safety. Even though they signed Morgan Burnett, Burnett is like twenty nine. You need to go young. We got rid of a hard hitter, Mike uh, Mike Mitchell. So we need it has to be defense in the first round, the second round, and possibly the third round. We have to go defense early, and then we'll probably probably pick up a wide receiver just in case Eli Rogers can't come back from his injury, and just in case, and it probably will happen. Martavius Bryant, this will be his last year in Pittsburgh. Junie, talk to me, baby. What you looking for the Steelers to do at 28? I'm I'm looking for defense. You know, we got to stand by our name, the Steel Curtain. Um, I, I would like more defense, man. Uh, like you said, we, it'll take three or four players to fill that one player and Ryan Shazier. Shazier, if y'all did listening, we love you. Get healthy. Get well. Um... Yeah, I, I, I want to stay on the defense, man. I don't want to sound like we all of that, but I want Le'Veon 
to 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 play his game and come on back and stop talking about all the money issues and franchise tag and just get on the team, man. We we need you. We are we 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 have a win. But right now, I want to stay on defense. I think that's fair. Let me let me throw a monkey wrench in this for both of y'all. Earlier in the season, Big Ben was talking about retiring. So you kind of don't know where his head at. I know the last thing we heard from him, he said, oh, you know, I could probably play a good three more seasons. So with that being said, and then the uncertainty of the situation with Le'Veon Bell, do you have to go and find yourself a playmaker on offense? I know – I think if y'all, you guys did the Ryan Shazier injury, if that never happened, it would make things a whole lot easier on you. But having to replace him, Big Ben is up there in age. And then I, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is too appreciative of being franchise tagged again. Even though he's going to get his money, I think he wanted a secure deal. And um, hey, KG, what's the uh, rule on uh, – can they franchise him again next year? They can franchise him a third year if they would like to. Yeah. Because if uh, that's what they plan on doing to Kirk Cousins, so it's possible. It's dumb, and it's a waste of money. Just give him what he wants. He's a quality back. Give him what he wants. Exactly. Yeah. Jim, what you think, man? Are, are you are you going to stay on defense the first round, or are you going to try to maybe uh, Mason Rudolph, or if if uh, Lamar Jackson falls that far, do you do you do you grab one of those guys and start planning on the future for Ben? No, I'm staying strictly defense. The offense is efficient enough to handle itself. Um, now, I'm riding with Josh Dobbs at least one more, one to two more years. If we're going to draft a quarterback, it has to be like in the maybe the third, fourth, the later rounds. At this point, I'm not giving up on Josh Dobbs. I'm giving up Landry Jones. I know Ben is in for another year. If it happens to go good, hopefully he'll shut his mouth and won't say anything about retiring and, and be committed to Pittsburgh football. Other than that, I'm waiting till the later round for a running back and a um and a quarterback. Cause they still got James Conner who could fill in a nice boy for Le'Veon. Johnny, what you think? Hey, I agree totally one hundred percent with Jimmy. Uh uh I like I like Connor, but um, I'm sitting here thinking about I hate it when players get like how Martavius Bryant is acting. I, I hate it when they do that. That's the same thing happened to Mike Wallace. He thought he could find you know somewhere else to go. Now he wants to come back to Pittsburgh, you know. But right now the offense is clicking on all cylinders. If, if Le'Veon Bell just come back and and play his role, but right now I want to stay on defense. I want to put that defense together so we can live up to our name. The Steel Curtain, baby. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'll take that from you guys. I mean, like we like we all know, the, the Shazier thing definitely put a big hole on defense that you got to fill. Um, oh, man. Uh, and I agree with Jim about uh, uh, getting the safety. Um Morgan Burnett is getting up there, and they, you you definitely got it. I mean, you get what you get out of guys, and then you got to start planning for the future. So, um, with that being said, we're gonna move on to uh, KG. KG, I know you got a lot to say about your what it, 
what, what did they finish? Seven and nine? Those Redskins? Oh, man. KG ain't with us right now. We lost KG. We're going to see if we can get KG back real quick. Um, until then, I guess we just go into my beloved Buffalo Bills and uh, I'll talk about some of the draft needs and what what I think they should be doing. Um, uh, I'm so torn with this because they need a quarterback. And they have the uh, 12th pick. They also have the 22nd pick. And from what I'm hearing and what I'm understanding – it's going to cost them. AKG, you back with us? I'm back with you, brother. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to get this first little thing of thought of Buffalo Bills on. I want you to go on the Redskins. Um, it would cost them both of their first-round picks and a second to move up to draft one of these four quarterbacks that nobody's really – I don't, I don't want to say not sold on, but it's no guy. It's no Eli Manning. We're like, that's the number one guy. Now, I know Cleveland is doing it to, to throw a smoke screen. They're talking about drafting Baker Mayfield at number one. And then also the other thing is that now the, the Jets made that, that deal with the Colts. They moved up to number three. So that they're definitely taking the quarterback. So unless you can get one of those one of those two spots or the, the fourth spot, uh, I would keep my picks. And whoever falls down to me, whether it's Lamar Jackson – or Rosen or Allen, they think Allen's going to fall down to the Bills. I take them there, and I keep that because I think we all agree. Whoever gets drafted in the first round, you're expected to start in the NFL and contribute your first year. Any disagreement there? None whatsoever. Exactly. You're right. Junie, what you think, baby? When you, you get drafted in the first round, you expected to come out there and produce, right? But you, but you know what? I think the other problem is some some first round picks are not afforded the luxury of having to just sitting behind a good quarterback, and and that's the case for the Bills. It wasn't no need to rush him; then you wouldn't have to worry about it. The problem is we have to throw him out there to get him started and let him take his bumps and bruises early. But if we take too many bumps and bruises early, it could affect his confidence, you know, for the future. You mean like you mean like uh, David Carr? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the, the, the list is very long for quarterbacks that did that. Yeah. You got David Carr, you got Tim Couch, Akili Smith, like uh, uh, David Klinger. We can go back, Andre Ware. I mean, it, when, you're come, when you're labeled the savior of the franchise, that's a big burden to carry. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. I'm going to try one more time. Junie, you still with us or you gone? All right, we had to work without Junie. Um, go ahead, Jim. I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah, it's just Kevin said it, man. That's that's a lot of pressure, a lot of responsibility for your first year. You're trying to earn the trust of your coaches, your offensive coaches, your assistant coaches, the water board, the lady in, in the 20th row in the nosebleed section. And, you know, as soon as, soon as something goes wrong, you know, everything starts to – it just kind of burrows down on you, you know. You go from being a man in college to, oh, my God, is he a first-year bust? You know, which is unfair, especially when you go into a poor team. 
I agree wholeheartedly with you there, Jim. It's a lot of quarterbacks that come out and they should be carrying clipboards instead of trying to carry a whole entire franchise. I think but everybody's not gonna be Big Ben. You know, Big Ben had Tommy Maddox in front of him. But when he came in and the lights got bright, he went and showed out. But everybody can't do that. Well, and here and here's the thing too, that I think that um and we talked about this before. I think a lot of teams fail with their quarterbacks because they don't implement the system that works for the quarterback. They give them this book and say, here, learn this, and we're going to go from there. So sitting down and tailor-making an offense. They did it for Peyton Manning. They did it for Eli. They did it for... Uh, once Tom Brady got in there, you can find out what Tom Brady likes. All of your elite quarterbacks are catered to. And, and we talked about this before with Lamar Jackson. I think it's unfair to Lamar Jackson that you bring him in here and be like, we're going to make you a pocket quarterback. We're going we're gonna to groom you into a pocket quarterback. That's not what he is. Okay? He's a hybrid. He's a hybrid, and you have to treat him as such. You have to have plays in the offense designed for him and his strengths. And I think if you don't do that, you're not doing him justice, whoever drafts him. So, Kevin, I, I go ahead. With, with Lamar Jackson, let, let, let me hit you with this real quick. With Lamar Jackson, any team that does zone blocking up front, he's going to flourish in because, you know, with zone blocking, it's not one-on-one. The whole entire pocket moves. Yeah. So he's going to flourish with that. I mean, it, you don't even really need the read option, but the threat of the read option. Just the threat of it yeah, is what's going to make him I good. I think you got to mix it up. Like you said, the threat of it, being able to do it. But then, and, and I think the problem with the read option is you have to have somebody that can run the ball. Like if Buffalo got him and tailored an offense to him with LaShawn McCoy back there, you you would have that threat because now you got to worry about Shady. You know what Shady can do. Now you got Lamar Jackson with his legs and his arms. I love Robert Griffin III, his rookie season. I mean, you know, you run it to perfection and you run it, it's almost unstoppable, you know. But, KG, I'm going to let you go ahead and take over and talk to me about the news of the Washington Redskins. All right. Well, <laughs> what don't we need? We need D-Lyman. We have no depth at D-line. We lost Trent Murphy, and I was talking to the Professor Lucky earlier, and he said Trent Murphy wasn't really a big loss, but it's a big loss. Uh, losing Kendall Fuller, Rashad Breeland, we lost two-fifths of our offensive line, and then also we need quarterback depth. So, But with this first-round pick, my – my my limited expertise says go D line. Now with D line, I could take V to V, who is five one. Um, I'm sorry, six five and ran a five one forty. Or we could take Marcus Davenport, who ran a four five forty and six five. And I like Marcus Davenport at outside linebacker because he can be a outside linebacker, uh, defensive end hybrid. In that 3-4. So I like him. I like Joshua Jackson and also Dante Jackson. Joshua Jackson out of uh, Iowa. Ran a 4-5-40. He's six feet tall. 
Dante Jackson out of LSU ran a four three forty, but he's only five ten. But he'll fit in that slot, and he can keep up with those speedsters. So, and the the need for a quarterback is not really a pressing need in the first round. So I, I hope they don't just get you know starry eyed and take a quarterback. I'm hoping that it's not best player love not best player available. It's more along the lines of let's fill the holes that we have. And also I said it earlier today when I was talking to a few people and I'm going to say it right here on out of bounds with the 13th pick. I think the Redskins should take Shaquem Griffin because he's fast. He can cover from sideline to sideline, but you can also drop him back in the coverage. But one thing that came up with his, his great tackling that he had at Central Florida, would that translate into the NFL? That's the big question. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Now let me. But I, I would love to have let him. Me, let me throw some. Let me throw some stats out there. Washington Redskins stats. Hundred and thirty-four rushing yards a game, dead last in the NFL. Josh Norman allowed sixty-one percent of his passes thrown his way. Gave up a passer rating of a hundred and fourteen. Did not have an interception. He only gave up three touchdowns. Out of 16 games, three touchdowns, I don't think that's bad. But here's the thing that I always bring up to you guys, and I want y'all to talk about this. With the three and out, the quick three and outs that you get on on offense and your defense having to play more, um, how bad the, the defensive line was, do you take that in consideration when you, when I read you Josh Norman's numbers? Do you take that in consideration, or was he just getting cooked last year? No, I take that into consideration because up front, remember, we lost Trent Murphy in the preseason, but we were going to lose him for four games. We lost him for the entire season with a torn ACL. So, and the way things were supposed to be set up, you had Trent Murphy on one side, Ryan Kerrigan on the other. You switch him. Side, uh, they're behind Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen is played either hand in the dirt. He's 288 pounds. I've seen him play hand in the dirt. I've seen him stand up and come off the edge too. They tried everything, but we weren't getting that push. And we were getting it from the outside sometimes, but Ionitis wasn't getting it up the middle all the time. So this is where V to V would come in because V to V is a pretty big fella. I mean, like really, really big. Uh, he he come up off the line and stand up. He block out the daggone son. So he in the three four he will work out very well. And V to V is uh six five three thirty two. But there's no Josh Norman shuts down one season coming. There's nobody on the other side. We KG, we have I'm at offensive lineman. I would love to get Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. You know, he was KG, we having some tech with you, brother. Um, I'll continue on the Redskin front. Um, I think I think V to V is definitely a really, really good 
a pick for the Skins because of the, the trouble they had run uh, against the Rush last year, or Deron Payne from Alabama. I think one of the, I think you have to go if B to B is there when they pick at I believe thirteen. I think you have to go B to B. I don't think there's any other choice to go but B to B. Um, but here's here's the other good question too. Now you still got you know guys and 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 decent veterans and free agency that you can plug in and, you know, try to make shift and patch together in a defensive line. If Darius Geis is there, if Darius Geis is there at 13 for the Redskins, hey, KG, can you hear me? Can you Okay. Well, I was saying, yeah, I'm here. if B to B is there at 13 when y'all pick, I'm definitely going B to B. Or what I was saying, Another good option would be Deron Payne out of Alabama. Okay, now now here's the thing though, with the, the with our running game being a little shaky, if Darius Geis is sitting there at thirteen, do you do you take Darius Geis? <laughs> Not in the first round, no sir. It's it's nothing against him, but I don't want to take a running back in the first round. Uh, bad experience. Hey. That's all. You spend a first round pick on a running back, and it's not going to pan out. I think the only first round talent that everybody can agree on is, is Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. I think that's the only first round for sure thing running back that um, everybody can agree on. Um, so. I guess we move on to my beloved Buffalo Bills and finish that out. Um, I like the I like some of the moves they made in the offseason. They picked up Star Latulale, and they got Trent Murphy from the Redskins. So that helps out a little bit, you know. Definitely helps out a little bit. They lost Preston Brown in free agency. Um, picked up AJ McCarron from the Bengals. I, I don't. That's that's definitely not is going to be not going to be a, uh, a Super Bowl winning move. Um, they pick at twelve. Like I said, I was saying before before we jumped into the Redskins, I don't want to see them mortgage those picks to move up five for Denver. I don't want to see that. I really don't. I'd rather them sit and whoever the quarterback is. I think they they they're out of the five quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. Um, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. I think if one of those guys fall to you, but here's the problem with that. Guess who else needs a quarterback that's sitting right in front of Buffalo? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins sitting right there at 11, and I think that that presents a problem to you. Um, Now, they, they definitely got some more you know, needs other than quarterback. But if one of those guys fall to you, they definitely need um, a D-line. They lost in Dominic and Sue. Um, but if you're Buffalo, I just don't want them to panic. And make because, like I said, if you – to move up to fifth, you got to get those both first-round picks in a second. I don't like that. I'd rather them sit there, go grab – Whatever quarterback falls to him, or take the best player available at that point, and build your team up. 
Bro, I agree with you. I'm not trading up. Um, not no. I'm I'm trying to get all the picks I can get at this point. Um, to fill the void and the holes in my team. I'm not because one of these four quarterbacks go fall to you, and if not, you just have to pick a guy, um, maybe in the second or third round for a quarterback. Or at this point, we gonna put enough faith in AJ McCarron for two years. At minimum two years to uh, get him a chance to understand his offense. Other than that, I'm I'm not reaching, I'm not stretching, I'm not giving up my pink because at this point picks up becoming valuable, and you know, giving up th- potentially three picks for one and had that one pick go wrong. I'd rather take my chances with more picks. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you 100. percent a hundred percent I agree with you. I just you getting if you if you hit on both picks, you're getting two legit starters. And with Richie Incognito bulking at retirement and then coming back real quick, Eric Wood retiring, you need you need offensive linemen. Um so I don't tomorrow night I, I'm sitting on pins and knees. I don't want to see them trade them picks out. I really don't. I want to see them sit there and just, hey, we had to work out a deal. I would have liked to seen them get Nick Foles, but I guess the Nick Foles, I think Philadelphia's asking price for Nick Foles was too heavy when, you know, two first round picks. I don't think that's feasible for Nick Foles. So, um, with that being said, fellas, we're going to talk, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk a little bit um, NBA and uh, and go from there. I think I, I'm man. Steph Curry, hey Junie, are you there with us, man? Right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. The Pelicans and the Golden State Warriors play next round, man. Like I don't think I cannot wait for that series to start. I can't wait because I don't think they're going to have Steph Curry for the second round. So. You got Kevin Durant and the Warriors going up against the the Brow and the Pelicans. Jay, hey Jim, Junie, what do y'all think about that series right there? <clears throat> hey, look, first of all, I'm gonna give a shout out to the Pelicans, and I'm gonna give I don't know what to Portland because I didn't expect Portland to not show up at all, man. That was like. Oh, man, with the two best, McCollum and Litter in the backcourt, and they didn't. Got, got <sighs> shut they got shut down. Man, I don't, you know, <laughs> man, so, yeah, great job, New Orleans. I, I can't I can't knock you. And you did it about uh, Cousins. Man, this is going to be a straight-up shootout. My, my, I, the Warriors are probably going to pull it out. I don't know if um, – New Orleans can do it for four more games in this type of stretch. Anthony Davis is a beast, but he's he's susceptible to a, a injury. And oh man, but they rolling, man. But overall, I think I think it's just gonna be too much um, bench and too much firepower without Steph Curry for um, New Orleans to be able to keep up pace with him. And right now we're we're pod, we're podcasting during the Toronto Washington game. Toronto 
in the lead, 99-93, with about two minutes and 58 seconds left. So, it's still time left for Washington to work some magic. Uh, Junie, what you think, man? What you think about the NF- the NBA playoffs so far and that New Orleans-Golden State series that we got coming up? First of all, I want to see what y'all just said about Portland Trailblazers. Man, that was surprising. You know, Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans, they really came to play, man. Drew Holiday, I mean, he stepped up, man. You know, big ups, you know, pats on the back to the Pelicans, man. The whole organization, man, they've been trying to rebuild, and they really look good this this 2018 playoffs. Uh, now, when they face the Warriors, that, that's going to be pretty tough, man. Um, the Right now, the Pelicans are really hungry, man. And the Warriors, they just they just playing their ball. And uh, I know they're going without Kerry. The Warriors are the champs. I'd like to see the Pelicans go in and knock on their door and beat them. But I, I think the Warriors just got too much experience for the Pelicans. So yeah. on that note, it'll probably be, what, uh, four games to one. Yeah, I, I agree with the experience part. I think New Orleans is playing some good ball. I think it's going to be a good series. I think it might be a little tighter than what people think because I don't really – Kevin Durant leading the team, I mean, he didn't he didn't go there for that. He ran away from Oklahoma City to go be with Golden State so he didn't have to be the, the man and be the leader of a team. So he has to do that again. He finds himself in that position again. Interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, the other series I'm enjoying watching because of basically the arrogance that Oklahoma City shows. Um, I love the fact that Ingles hit his three the other night and just kind of just stared at Paul George like, y- y'all ain't doing nothing. They down three to one after uh, the other game where Rubio had his triple-double. Westbrook, talk, you know, talking all this smack about how he won't do it again, how he's going to shut him down. And I said on the other podcast, man, like, if you're going to make any guarantees, make them on your own team because y'all not playing at all right now. Y'all not playing up to the y'all, y'all uh, expectations at all. The other – I think it was game two in the in the fourth quarter at home in Oklahoma City. These fools between Carmelo Anthony, Westbrook, and Paul George went like 0 for 16 in the fourth quarter. Like, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm a, I'm waiting for Utah to finish this series out. I know Houston's going to finish out Minnesota. Um, and on the east side, man, I think it's Philly in the conference finals. It's just who's going to meet them in the conference finals. I don't think anybody can beat Philly. What y'all think? I agree. Hey. Yeah, I'm here. I will let uh, Junie go ahead and do his thing. Hey, look, I'm just going to say this, man. Philly, oh, my God, man. Philly is representing. I mean, from 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 when the Philadelphia Eagles pulled that Super Bowl out, the whole city of Philadelphia are doing their thing, man. I, I mean, the 76ers, man, them boys are playing some. But look, um, Utah Jazz, they got a great all-around team with – uh, with Gobert in the center, I, I didn't yep. like too. I didn't like him too much, but they got an all-around squad, man. With him, that seven-footer in the inside, OKC can't do nothing with the team. 
And what what, what the rookie? What's his name? The one won a slam dunk contest. Mitchell. Oh my God! They compared uh, him with uh, Westbrook the other day, man, and his numbers are killing Westbrook right now in the playoffs. Take over, take over, Jimmy. Man, look, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, the the Utah game they come on a little too late for me to stay up, you know, to watch. But uh, I did hear Westbrook talk trash. And it, it kind of hurts me a little bit that you know Paul George getting cooked just because of the future for the potential pickup by the Lakers. But it's just, did you really expect too much, a lot of chemistry out of this team? Carmelo doesn't play defense. Uh, Westbrook is so finicky. He, he gets on a high streak, but he doesn't always take uh, quality shots at the same time. And, and Brad, you talk about when KD ran away. But you know when you when you you two are the two best players on your team, and this guy comes all the way down court, forty eight feet, and just launches it, and it's Brick City. It's like, come on, man! You you know you you can do way better than that. But once he's on, he's on. But this team, you know, they they traded for George. Look, it's funny they gave up Oladipo. Oladipo is killing it <laughs> in Indiana. And they got nothing basically back for George except for spurring PG-13. So it's uh, – but, you know, up, big up to Utah. I mean, I've seen them a few times this year. They have a good young team, and they even gave up Rodney Hood to Cleveland. So these guys, they put a good team together. Uh, for, for Philadelphia, man, them boys, look. Them boys cooking with grease. I mean, them boys just on fire. I mean – Ben Simmons can't make a 10-foot jumper for nothing, but he will shake it, bake it, take it to the hole and dunk on you or pass it on you. And once it be, can stay on the court and get a stretch of like almost 40 minutes a game, this team's going to be crazy because they got a number of shooters all the way around. And then you put Embiid on the 3-2 on the shooter they don't have is Ben Simmons. But you put Embiid out there on the 3, he starts draining them. And J.J. Riddick and Bellinelli and these guys start getting hot. Covington, you got problems, man. It's a nice inside-outside game to have. I don't think anybody can really stop themselves for themselves, you know, and not believing unless a team like Cleveland, uh, you know, happens to make it to the championship and get in their head. Man, I, I don't – I think the way Cleveland's struggling with Indiana right now, I think they'll be dispatched in the next round because I don't I – don't, think Toronto is going to lose this series to Washington. I think it's going to go seven because I think they're going to hold their home courts now. Toronto's up by 10 with a minute left, so that's pretty much their game. Um, so I think you'll see Toronto and Philly in the East Finals, and I'm going to still go with Golden State and Houston in the West Finals. And I'm really uh, – man, Philadelphia for me, man, I think they showed a lot in that Miami series. Like, I, I, not, not even just Philadelphia. I think the whole NBA playoffs is showing you a lot about a lot of players. Um, Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns disappearing and not, you know, not living up to, not, I don't want to say not living up to the hype, but it shows you a lot about a player when the lights are on and they disappear. He's disappeared. Um, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum disappeared. Um, I said uh, for a long time, LaMarcus Aldridge, he was definitely not what he was in um, Portland. I know he's older. He regressed going to San Antonio. Uh, 
And then, then, and it did. Um, I man, it seems like Carmelo Anthony doesn't want to play basketball anymore. It's like, you know, that father that pressures his kid to play sports because, and he living his dream through. Carmelo, it's like he's playing because talent, and that's what everybody expects him to do. I just don't see his passion for the game anymore. But you see, now, see, with Carl Anthony Towns, I'm going to give him a slight pass. This is only like his second or third year. So getting to the playoffs is, I don't know if this is his first year making it to the playoffs, but yeah, it is. And that's what I was saying about Philadelphia, a team like Cleveland. They haven't been in the playoffs. They don't have that experience. You know, sometimes just being athletic and young and, and gut hole ain't enough. Sometimes you got to get in that situation where you're like, look, y'all, let's slow it down, walk it down, set it up. And we run through our run through our scheme like we should, you know. But I I I also put a blame on Lillard and McCullum because they've been there, man. I mean, they carried their team there, so they most definitely should understand how it go. But at the same time, back to Cat. Uh, I mean, he did he did have Jimmy Butler. He had a few guys around him that been in the playoffs. But you know, it, it's a it's a critical time, like you say. It shows. Uh, what composure you have, or or lack of composure you have, or or the butterflies that you may have uh, to perform during these games, and everything's boiled down to seven games. You know, it, everybody focus on what you can do, your weakness and your strength. Hey, Junior, you want to throw in any final thoughts before we close up? You know, man, right now, I think the 2018, man, NBA playoffs has been really good, man. Really awesome. Like you said, it's, it's, it's showing who these players really are. Like those Portland Trailblazers guards, CJ McCallum hit 50 some points right before the playoffs started. So I thought they was going to come in and play some ball, but New Orleans Pelicans showed them. They were like, look, we own y'all in these playoffs. And they did. So, Right now, I'm going to keep watching, man. Everything is looking good. Um, I agree with you said about Houston Rockets with the Golden State Warriors. That's going to be a matchup. Um, and East, Philly, like you said, Philly-Toronto. That, that's going to be the, the East matchup I want to see. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep watching. We'll be back on the broadcast and talk about it. Yes, sir. And, and that's going to conclude for us tonight if you – you want to reach us, we are on Facebook, Out of Bounds uh, Podcast, Twitter, OOB Show Podcast 4, uh, Gmail, OOB Show Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, feel free to tweet us, Facebook us. We, we, we're starting something new, um, and we'll probably do it um, after the draft tomorrow night. Everybody probably do a, a Facebook video of their thoughts on how their team did in the draft and everything. Be a little 60 second clip I think everybody uh, will enjoy so with that being said for KG for Jim for Junie I'm BJ this is Out of Bounds brought to you by Anchor FM and we see y'all tomorrow night draft night big night for a whole bunch of teams Uh, a lot of teams got their futures in their hands and won't know for two or three years how it pans out but it's always the draft night's always an exciting night so we'll be there Everybody be safe. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast. Be sure to leave us uh, feedback. We love to hear from you. 
that's it. Have a good night. Peace. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. You too, babe.